Hey, welcome to The Healthiest You. I'm Steph Wells. And I'm Mike Kelly. This is the very first episode of The Healthiest You. It's a podcast about health and wellness. We're going to bring you practical tips to keep you and your family well. And we'll, we'll get to know providers from across Lehigh Valley Health Network. And basically help you be the healthiest you. Hey, today we have two exciting guests. Family medicine physician Dr. Prince is joining us to discuss the importance of flu shots that we need to know about the flu during the pandemic. We'll also have a psychiatrist Dr. Wiley on the show to discuss resilience during the pandemic. You know, it's fall and that means flu season. Now to kick off this episode, we want to give you information about the LVHM flu shot clinics in Allentown. They are completely free. You and your whole family can get your shots without leaving the car. And they'll be at Dorney Park on November 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Coca-Cola Park on November 8th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And if you're like me, you've already forgotten those dates and times, which that's okay. The main thing you need to remember is ldhn.org slash flu shot. That webpage has everything you need to know. Dates, times, consent forms, and also a registration form. It also lists other flu shot clinics and ways to get your shot. So Mike, um, joining us uh, right now on the program is Dr. Alexandra Prince, uh, family medicine physician with Lehigh Valley Health Network. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here and be able to speak with you guys today. Doctor, let's dive right in here. What are some practical ways people can stay healthy and avoid catching the flu? Well, let me tell you, as a family medicine doctor, this is one of my favorite topics, how to prevent illness and keep you healthy. I have three tips for the flu season this year. Number one, get your flu shot. Number two, avoid the flu. And number three, take care of yourself and partner with your primary care provider. So let's start with number one, get the flu shot this year and every year. Remember, it takes up to two weeks before the flu shot is fully effective. And in those two weeks, while your body is building immunity against the virus, it is possible to get the flu from friends, coworkers, and family. Also, while the flu shot makes it less likely that you will get the flu, it is still possible. This is because there are many types of flu virus and not all are covered by the flu shot each year. Because of this, we should be cautious, leading us to tip number two, avoiding the flu with social distancing and hand washing. Scrub your hands for at least 20 seconds, and you can remember that by humming the happy birthday song twice. If you don't have soap and water, you can use hand sanitizer, but just remember that the best way to kill the most germs is with the soap and water. And finally, tip number three is staying healthy by taking care of yourself. Things like enough sleep, staying hydrated, balanced meals, and exercise are ways to keep your immune system healthy and to fight off the flu. Also remember, it's important to make sure that you're up to date on all your preventative care. You're keeping you healthy and preventing illness care. One way to do that is to visit your primary care provider, someone like me, to see how we can partner together to keep you healthy this flu season. I love all that. And I have to tell you, I neglected to sing the happy birthday song. I always do the ABCD, so I'll have to switch it up a little bit. Um, now, you mentioned that getting a flu shot is an important way to stay healthy. If anyone listening isn't attending an LVHN flu shot clinic drive through where should they get their vaccination? Absolutely. If you're unable to go to the LVHN flu shot drive through this is a great time to reach out to your primary care provider and make a plan to get the flu shot. 
for your kiddos, this could either be a family medicine doctor or their pediatrician. Either way, any primary care doctor is going to be excited about making a plan with you. Also, if for some reason you can't get in touch with your PCP, um, we have the option of the express care. If you go to express care, you can get your flu shot without an appointment. So hopefully between your primary care provider and the express care and these flu shot drives, we should be able to provide an option for you. Uh, doctor, you mentioned kids. Uh, speaking of children, is there anything parents need to know about vaccinations and their child? Is there a certain age you should start? Is it uh, a point they're too young? What do we need to know? Absolutely. So kiddos have a couple different rules to make sure they're safe to get the shot and also to make sure they get the full benefit of the shot. So first of all, any child under six months old is not eligible to get the flu shot. Also, if you're age, under age eight and you've had less than two flu shots, so zero or one flu shot and under the age of eight, then you're going to need two this year to make sure that you build up enough of an immune response. So if you have a seven-year-old and you're on the way to the flu shot drive right now and they've only had one flu shot before, that means today they're going to get one at the drive. And then in four weeks, they're going to get one at their primary care office to make sure that they have the correct amount to promote an immune response. Now, I would also like to take a minute to talk about, let's say, a four-month-old baby that can't get their flu shot. How are we protecting them? That four-month-old can't get a flu shot. But if their mom, dad, sister, brother, cousin, aunts, and uncles do, all of those people are less likely to get the flu and therefore less likely to give the flu to that vulnerable four-month-old baby. And this is what we mean when we talk about herd immunity. It's when the community has enough people getting vaccinated that reduces the risk for everyone, even those who can't get the shot. Now, this is similar to the herd immunity that we create when children stay up to date on their childhood shots which are given during well-child visits at their pediatrician or family doctor. Unfortunately, since March, we have seen a decline in well-child visits and immunizations, which leaves not only the child at risk for scary diseases, but it also decreases the herd immunity and puts others at risk. So similar to our four-month-old who can't quite get the flu shot, a four-year-old in treatment for cancer can't get all their immunizations to stay healthy, but if their brothers, sisters, friends at school and next door are all up to date on their own childhood immunizations, that four-year-old is more protected. I ask that as we think, how is my child getting their flu shot this year? We also think, is my child up to date on their well visits and immunizations? This way we can protect your child better and our community. Thank you, doctor. I've heard this mentioned a number of times and, and I, I hope you can shed some light on this. Uh, can you catch the flu from the flu shot? You know, I have also heard that a number of times. Um, so it's not infrequent that I am counseling on the importance of the flu shot. And someone says, you know, doc, a couple years ago, I got that flu shot and the next day I just felt crummy and I'm pretty sure I had the flu and I just don't want to go through that again. Well, I am here to tell you that the flu shot cannot give you the flu. And also remember, it's possible you could have been exposed to the flu or another cold before you got the shot, and therefore the flu shot couldn't protect you. There is no live virus in the shot, so there's nothing to infect you. What it does have is it has little pieces of the flu that our immune system sees and responds to. And that's what we want. We want the immune system to see the flu and start building protection against it. This way, if you end up being exposed to the flu later, your body will be able to see it faster and be ready to fight off serious infection. 
Now, right after the flu shot, when the immune system is working really hard to give you that immunity and all the benefit from the flu shot, sometimes you feel cold-like symptoms because your immune system is working really hard. This generally lasts a short amount of time. It is not the flu, and it is far less serious than getting sick from the flu without any of the protection of the immunization. Doctor, I have to ask this question. Does eating cheese fries help fight the flu? And please say yes. You know, while I haven't particularly read any studies that look at that exactly, I would have to say that it is not the best treatment for the flu. I'd probably have to refer you back to the first three tips of getting vaccinated, staying away from the flu, and taking care of yourself with the help of your primary care provider. Maybe we just need more research. Here's the other thing I want to know. What are some <laughs> symptoms of the flu? Because nowadays, I don't know about you, but if I get a runny nose or a cough, I am instantly taking my temperature. I think I've come down with everything on the planet. What are the symptoms of the flu? So remember that the flu can start off as something either very mild, maybe people don't even recognize they have illness, and it can progress all the way to severe illness that requires hospitalization, ICU care, and even death. Um, so things that people normally report seeing, and this again is a time where you can refer to the cdc.gov uh, website, is fever and fever-like feelings, chills. Uh, not everyone gets it, but it's one of the more common symptoms. Uh, URI symptoms, upper respiratory infection symptoms, so cough, runny nose, sore throat, some more general symptoms, and this is where it gets tricky, right? Just being tired, having muscle aches, or maybe a bad headache can be the flu. Uh, and then um, in the younger kids, you can see more, more stomach upset, so vomiting and diarrhea, but it is more common in adults, in children rather than adults. Um, so I think what you're getting at and, and what we're all thinking is, gosh, a lot of these things sound like what I worry about for COVID, and how do I know the difference? And I do think it's really important to say that it will be a hard, it'll be a hard thing to determine this year. And I certainly wouldn't expect anyone to try to make that determination on their own or figure that out by themselves. That's really when you have to reach out to your primary care provider and work together to figure out what is the next best step to take care of you and then what should you be doing to protect the people around you. If someone needs testing for COVID-19 or for the flu, where should they go? So um, if you're feeling any symptoms, you can call the LVHN nurse hotline, which is 888-402-LVHN. Or you can use your devices to schedule a video visit to speak to a provider to get your next steps. It's important because if you need testing for COVID-19 or for flu, we can then direct you to a testing site. It's like we were talking about with the social distancing. If you're not feeling well, we should be doing our absolute best to protect you from being around other people and spreading whatever it is, be it a regular cold, the flu, COVID-19, to getting it to other people. Um, it's just an extra way that you can reduce the spread and create safe distance when possible. Fantastic. Thank you so much for all the advice, Dr. Alexander Prince, family medicine physician with Lehigh Valley Health Network. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. I appreciate your time and sending out this message and everyone take good care of yourself this season. If you're headed to the Lehigh Valley Health Network flu shot clinic at Dorney Park or Coca-Cola Park, uh, here's some tips uh, from our health partner. Uh, first, as we all know, we're still in a pandemic. 
And if you have a suspected or confirmed case of COVID-19, do not attend this flu shot clinic. Uh, once you have met the CDC guidelines, discontinue isolation, visit lvhn.org slash flu shot to learn about other opportunities to receive a vaccination. Now here's a pro tip to make your drive-through experience even quicker. Visit lvhn.org backslash flu shot to complete and print your consent form before you leave the house. And here's the thing, you want to come and be comfortable. So wear like a loose fitting t-shirt that makes it easier to access your arm. Don't forget your face mask. Everyone in the car over the age of two must wear a face mask. And I know we all have this uh, tendency to jump on our cell phones the minute that, you know, we kind of sit still time. But for everyone's safety, refrain from using your cell phone while at the flu shot clinic. Now they're going to try to make this as easy as possible. So when you arrive, parking attendants will direct you to a staging area, uh, LVHN volunteers will distribute and review complete consent forms. Also make sure that everyone in your vehicle is wearing, once again, a face mask. Then you'll be directed to another area to receive your flu shot and you'll never have to leave the car. After receiving your flu shot, you'll receive instructions on how to exit the flu shot clinic. And Mike, you know how directionally challenged I am. I am one who would definitely need the directions on how to exit uh, the clinic area. Yeah, Steph has got lost in her own living room. So that's oh, something that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I uh, want to now introduce uh, you to Dr. Susan Wiley, who is a psychiatrist with the Lehigh Valley Health Network. Welcome. Thank you. Delighted to be here. Now, Susan, people aware this is a stressful time. Can you explain about how to deal with all the stress and impact it has in everyday life? You know, we all know what stress is. We feel it in our bodies, you know, that tension around the neck and the muscles and the shoulders. Uh, some people have trouble sleeping. Uh, I know some people uh, lose their appetite and others just can't stop eating. You know, that's where the ice cream and cookies and candy come in. Um, some people who have symptoms from medical illnesses, they feel their symptoms get worse. Um, and also sometimes just the regular stress-related behaviors like uh, maybe other things besides eating that we know better than to do, but uh, smoking, too much alcohol and those kind of things. So we all know what stress feels like and how we look when we're stressed. So can you explain then resilience and how that can help us in these stressful times that we're living in? So resilience is uh, kind of think about it like a buoy in the ocean, you know, when the waves come, the buoy just kind of bounces around a little, but it stays put. It just goes up and down, but it stays in its position. Another way to think about resilience is like the mountain, you know, the weather comes and the snow falls and the ice comes and the winds blow and the rain runs down the side of the mountains and the mountain is still there, the clouds part, and there is the mountain. So those are two nice images for what we, how we understand resilience as just the ability to kind of be steady and endure these difficult times, and not only to just get through it, but actually to thrive during difficult times with good humor and generosity and a positive outlook. That's fantastic. How exactly would you go about building resistance or resilience rather so resilience is uh can be d 
developed. We can cultivate it. Some people are born that way. Other people, the rest of us have to work to cultivate it. And first we learn to pay attention to the present moment, like what's happening right now in the body, you know, uh, how does the body feel? What's going on in the mind? Uh, keeping an open mind during situations as they are going down and meeting what's happening in the present moment with kind of a sense of curiosity, like what's going on here in the body and outside of the body. So that's the first step is just becoming aware, paying attention with this attitude of curiosity. And then after becoming aware of what's happening, the second part of resilience is to learn how to respond to what's happening with appropriate compassion. So um, if there's something going on that's really stressful, uh, the kids are in need and you have competing needs or your partner has competing needs, that you have the capacity to respond to yourself and others with tenderness, with kindness. So compassion, it would be the second important element of resilience. And then the third step is to know that we have taken in this um, information about what's going on. We meet it with compassion and we make some wise choices about what we need to do next so that we're informed, careful to weigh the risks and benefits of our choices. I love all those suggestions and the fact that they follow a pattern. You know, I think it is a, for a lot of us, it's hard to kind of hit that pause button to really implement mindfulness. So could you walk us through perhaps a mindfulness exercise that might make the transition easier? Sure. And we could do this even with people in their car, as long as they keep their eyes open. So, <laughs> so that's a key point. So, but absolutely. So let's just take two or three minutes and, and have a moment of mindfulness together. So uh, relaxing the body. So noticing in the body where you're holding tension, because we all hold tension in different places, but of a lot of us in the neck and shoulders, just noticing where in the body there's tension, maybe in the hands or around the face and the jaw and between the eyebrows and just scanning through the body and noticing where you're feeling tense. Sometimes people feel it in the chest or in the belly where the guts are, just a sense of tightness. So noticing how you are in your body now, keep eyes open, just noticing where the tension is living in the body. And then inviting, where you notice tension, inviting in relaxation. So if you notice tension in the shoulders, inviting in some pausing, relaxing the shoulders, uh, relaxing the belly, relaxing the face. So inviting in relaxation, that pausing, and relaxing, just noticing what the sensations are and again, inviting in relaxation. And then for the next step, let's shift our attention to the sensations of breathing as you feel them in the belly. So just following the breath, noticing if the breath is deep or shallow, watching the body breathing. Isn't that amazing? Just like there it is, the breath right here. Attending to the breath, 
with some curiosity about what's here and also a sense of appreciation. So what's good that's here right now? What can we appreciate? Maybe even just appreciating a moment of quiet, a moment of peace, the presence of our loved ones if they're here. Just noticing what's here in this life, in this moment, that needs appreciation. That's it. That's 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 a few moments of, of oh, goodness gracious. mindfulness. Hey, can you be on call for the times me and Steph just go head to head like two rams? Can you just can just call you? You bet. Yeah, you can you just... bet. You call me anytime. Because I was half asleep there. I was very relaxed. I, I was all I need now is a warm blankie and a sofa. I'll be all good. You okay. have the best voice, and I'm suggesting, I know you're going to be listening to this whole podcast, but if you want to just rerun that clip over and over <laughs> and over, my goodness. That, is, that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Susan Wiley, psychiatrist with Lehigh Valley Health Network. We really appreciate your advice and, and also taking us through that exercise as well. As a reminder, if you want to learn more about flu shot clinics, you can also visit lvhn.org slash flu shot. Also, check out lvhn.org forward slash mindfulness. You'll find a link to guided meditations under audio files at the bottom of the page. Keep an eye out for our next episode. And in the meantime, stay strong, stay safe, be healthy.